Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. All right, well, now we're going to talk about the Loyal Sock Trail. If you've been following some of the episodes I've had with Special K and Peekabrew, we've talked about this trail a little bit, and on our YouTube channel, Martin Outside, there's some footage of our most recent trip to the Loyal Sock Trail. And while we're on the topic of YouTube, please go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and hit the notification button, because from here on out, I'll be posting some footage from some of our trips and adventures, and we'll be throwing in some tips and some hints and some ideas. But now back to the trail, to the Loyal Sock Trail. Loyal Sock Trail is a hiking-only trail. It's located in, and is located in north-central Pennsylvania. Loyal Sock is a east-west, west-east trail. It looks almost more diagonal. From the west, the trail begins near the town of Montoursville, Pennsylvania, and ends just east of World's End State Park, which there's a lot to do there in itself. There's probably days of hiking just within World's End State Park. Actually, our discovery of the Loyal Sock Trail started on a trip to World's End State Park. Up until then, the Loyal Sock seemed like a well-kept secret to me. However, this past summer, it was featured in Backpacker Magazine, so I'm not sure how long they're going to keep this a secret. It is a great beginner's trail. And when I say beginner, if you're somebody that's ready to take that first multi-day backpacking trip, this is a a good trail because it's going to throw different things at you uh, without breaking your back, so to speak. Uh, There are sections where it's going to be challenging. There is some elevation gain. But then you're going to have some nice stretches where you're on railroad grade or on carriage roads. There are some beautiful views, lots of waterfalls. If waterfalls is your thing, lots of waterfalls. There's plenty of water for the most part, unless we're in a drought. This is a great multi-day backpacking trip for somebody who's just maybe going to take their first multi-day trip. The Loyal Sock Trail was laid out in 1951 by Boy Scout Troop 110 of Williamsport, Pennsylvania. In 1953, the Alpine Club of Williamsport was organized, and they have since been the maintainers of the trail. Like most long-distance trails, the Loyal Sock Trail is a work in progress. There have been several additions and reroutes over the years, starting in 1962. Then there were additional relocations and extensions of the trail in 73, 75, 83, 84, and most recently in 2001. As I mentioned, the Loyal Sock Trail over a variety of terrains, including not just forest paths, but logging roads and railroad grade. The Loyal Sock is blazed with round plastic discs that are yellow and red with the LT on there. And if you've been to my Instagram or my Twitter account, you'd see I had on there, Guess the Trail, and some of you did. Some of you did a great job on that. Some of the trail still has the old rectangular 2x6 yellow and just a simple yellow and red blaze on it. But it seems like they're transitioning to the disc, which makes it a lot easier to navigate to keep track of the trail. But I will warn you, when you get up into World's End State Park, there is a lot of trails up there. And it can get confusing. So you're going to want to have your map in hand and really pay attention to the blazes. You're not going to get terribly lost, but you could find yourself walking around for quite a while trying to find your way back before you realize you're not on the trail you need to be on. The Loyal Sock doesn't have any shelters on it, but there are plenty of camping opportunities. There's a few areas where there's private property, but if you're being responsible and buying the maps, you'll be aware of where the private property is. And the Alpine Club has a great trail guide that provides all the information you need to keep yourself off of private property and also to help you follow the, the typical Leave No Trace guidelines, things we should be doing anyway, and that's in regards to how close you camp to a stream, how f- far you camp away from the 
trail. A lot of it's just common sense. But just in the amount of hiking I've done on the Loyal Sock, there is no shortage of places to camp, which again adds to why it is such a good first multi-day backpacking trip. Also, check to see when hunting season is. We were out there two weeks ago and it was hunting season and we saw quite a few hunters, really nice guys. But most importantly regarding hunting season, make sure you dress properly, wear your orange blaze clothing. I have a fleece that's orange blaze and a hat. Anywhere I'm hiking when it's hunting season, it's just, again, it's a precautionary measure. And it's also being respectful to the hunters. They, they don't want there to be accidents out there. They're, they're behaving in a responsible way. We need to as well. We need to coexist. We need to understand we're sharing these wilderness areas with people that have other outdoor interests. We've officially passed the midway point in our hiking. We're, we're section hiking it. We haven't done any overnights on the Loyal Sock. Like I said, there's been there's t- there, those times when it's given you those small challenges, those uphills that kind of can take your breath away. It's given us some nice views, lots of waterfalls. In this past hike, we were walking along a stream that when I went and looked back at it and looked in the guidebook, we actually crossed this stream seven times. There's a very strong support system for this trail. They have a very active Facebook group. There's people that help with shuttles. And the Alpine Club does a really nice job of maintaining the trail. So this is one for you people to go out and give it a shot. I mean, if you're in the Northeast, especially if you're in the southern tier of New York or the northern tier of Pennsylvania, this is a trail really worth checking out. If you want to just do it for a day hike or if you're looking for that first multi-day backpacking trip, this would be a good starting point. Typically, I'll start these episodes off by talking about the emails we've received or requests we receive. Well, this time I'm doing it in reverse because I'm addressing a message or email that I get frequently, and that is, I want to start backpacking. I'm looking for my first overnight, my first multi-day, where should I start? So instead of naming names, because as I said, there's a lot of people that have asked this question, I'm just going to break that question down to this. Number one, if you want to have your first backpacking experience, Make it an overnight. Make it somewhere near your home. And don't do too many miles. I would suggest keeping it simple, maybe a three to five mile hike. If you've never hiked with a full backpack on, big difference. Those three or four miles with a full backpack on, especially if you're overpacked, which newbies tend to do. And some experienced backpackers can make the same mistake. I've still on occasion will pack too many things. Don't overdo it. And most importantly, it should be an enjoyable experience. If you've become comfortable with that, then go for a two-nighter and work your way up. And when you are feeling confident about your backpacking skills, and I use the word skills loosely, but when you're feeling confident about taking those two and three night trips, then look at some of the shorter distance trails, shorter, longer trails. That's kind of a it's kind of a strange way, and I'm kind of struggling here to find the right way to put it. So I'll say this. Don't jump out and do the Appalachian Trail. Maybe look for something like the Loyal Sock Trail. Work your way up to maybe the Northville Placid Trail and then start looking at the more challenging trails. As far as gear goes, don't run out and buy a whole bunch of gear at one time. In fact, you really should just start by asking around. If you already hike, you probably know people who backpack. If you know people are involved with a scouting program, scouting troops always have gear that they can lend or they should if they're an active troop that's going out and participating in camping and backpacking. They're very likely to have gear that they can lend you. Please, if they lend you the gear, the nice thing to do is to give them a donation. Give them a small donation to help out the troop. And then start buying your gear. And buy your gear to match the activities you're doing. Don't feel like you need to go to Company X 
and spend $2,000 on gear because you decided you're going to do a three or four mile overnight backpacking trip. Ease into it. And if all you're going to be doing are week-long trips, still, you don't need that ultralight gear. And while we're talking about ultralight gear, let me say this, and let me be clear about this. Your gear does not guarantee you a successful outcome, okay? Again, your gear does not guarantee you a successful outcome. I don't care if you're doing a three-mile hike up to Sunfish Pond from Worthington State Park in New Jersey, or if you're hiking the Continental Divide. You could spend $2,000 on gear and still not make it more than two or three days or a couple of weeks into your hike. Make sure you're committed to this before you start spending the big money. Because I'm telling you, um, I don't want to sound like I'm being critical of these gear companies, and I'm sure it's going to come across that way, but... They will just sell you a lot of overpriced stuff that you really don't need. And here's one that just, in closing, let me just share this. This is one that has just recently gotten under my skin. Bear bags. These companies are selling you Cuban fiber or DF or whatever. I can't remember what they call it now. But this ultra lightweight fiber that they use to make their backpacks and their tents. Some of these companies make tents as well. What they're doing is taking the leftover fabric making it into a bag that they call a bear bag and they put closures on it and they sell you some rope and another, then they take some more scrap fa- uh, fabric and make it a rock bag. And they're selling you to for 40 to $60, a bear bag. You know what I've been using when I don't have my bear canister? I have a dry sack that I bought for $6 that holds all my food. Yes, yeah, $6. And then I have a uh, I think it's a tent bag or, I mean, a tent steak bag. It's another small bag that I used to put the rocks in. Then I got a length of rope from the hardware store. That's all you need. Be careful what you're buying, okay? Titanium sporks. Get a plastic spork from the, a uh, plastic spoon from the, uh, next time you're at an ice cream place, the long-handled spoons. Get something like that. But don't just start emptying your wallet. Even if you find yourself committed to this, as long as I've been doing this, I'm still still trying to be so careful and frugal about what I buy. And it's tempting. I, you know, the truth is I know about these bear bags because I've been on these sites looking at backpacks because there's still that temptation for me to upgrade my backpack. But I'd still go back to, hey, you know what? I really like the bag I bought in 2008. It's still getting the job done for me. Okay, with that said, make sure you go to the YouTube channel, see what we're up to. Martin outside. Everybody get out there, have some fun, and be safe. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at PapaBearHikes at gmail.com. Or check us out at PapaBearHikes01 on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Papa Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.